welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Happy New Year again, my friends. I think this is probably the last week that it's acceptable to say Happy New Year, but it never gets old to me. I love wishing you a Happy New Year. I love the energy around this time of year, and I hope you're using that energy in a positive and a productive way uh, to inspire yourself to accomplish some great things and find peace and find happiness and find health and find whatever you're looking for this year. I think you'll get one step towards whatever that goal is today in this podcast episode, episode 15, Finding Continuous Improvement in Your Own Way. We will talk about one of my favorite foods and a new study showing a benefit I didn't know about. I'll talk about something I use to make veggies taste better talk about finding continuous improvement in your own way, as the title would suggest. And then I will suggest some meal delivery services and talk about water drinking tips. Let's dive in. In health news you can use today, I am going to talk about a study about one of my favorite foods, the avocado. I always recommend avocado as a great healthy fat to help you stay satiated, support healthy cholesterol levels, keep blood sugar stable. There are so many benefits. But honestly, I didn't even know about its direct impact on gut health until I read this study. This is a study from the Journal of Nutrition in August 2020, and it showed that those who ate avocados regularly had better gut health outcomes than those who didn't. The participants in the study didn't have to change anything else about their diet, so they kept eating whatever they wanted to, but one group added an avocado every day and the other group did not. And overall, the avocado eating group consumed more calories than the non-avocado eating group. Um, So the avocado was just additive. It wasn't necessarily replacing anything in the diet, but the avocado group absorbed fewer calories. So even though they ate more calories, they absorbed fewer and stored fewer calories. This was because of a reduction in bile acids, which are required to store food as fat. Um, The avocado reduced those bile acids. So Even though the avocado consumption group ate more calories, they ended up storing less, which is pretty cool. The fiber in the avocado was also found to be super beneficial. And honestly, most Americans get far too little fiber in their diets in the first place. So this is a great benefit. The avocado group ended the study with a greater abundance of gut microbes, so more gut microbes, which even though that sounds kind of gross, it's a good thing and better microbial diversity, so a more diverse set of gut bacteria, which is also a really good thing. So 
Next time you head to the farmer's market or the grocery store or wherever you get your food, pick up an extra avocado. I will post the study in the show notes if you're interested. It's time for Megan Recommends, and I'm guessing that many of you out there are looking to eat more vegetables in the new year. You know I'm standing here applauding you for that one. That is amazing. And sometimes vegetables on their own don't taste the best. Even I'm going to admit that. Although I think roasted vegetables, even by themselves, they taste pretty amazing. But one seasoning that I use to make my vegetables taste even better is everything but the bagel seasoning. Now, this, I don't know, a year ago was all over Instagram and everywhere. And so you might have heard of it. If you haven't, though, I encourage you to try everything but the bagel. It's only sesame seeds, salt, garlic, and onions. So pretty simple ingredients, but that combination works so well and provides so much flavor to anything. I put it on salads. I put it on roasted vegetables. I put it on my breakfast casserole. I put it on eggs. I put it on anything, and it's very, very tasty. So I think Trader Joe's pioneered the everything but the bagel. Theirs is the official um, take on everything but the bagel seasoning, but there are several knockoffs right now. I will post a link to the one that I use in the show notes. We made it to the most important section of the podcast, the veggies of the matter. And today we are talking about continuous improvement. Now, if I could make a list of my top five or 10 values, one of them would certainly be continuous improvement. I love the concept of continuous improvement. I practice the concept of continuous improvement, and I believe the concept of continuous improvement can help you as well. So what is continuous improvement? It's basically, in my mind, taking something good and making it even better. And then once it's even better, making it even better than that. And keep going. Continue making it better and better and better in a an exciting and fun and motivating way. It's basically never settling for where you are, never thinking that you have arrived or landed, always knowing that there's potential for growth, preventing stagnation, which is something I never want to live in a stagnant way. It's kind of a way to continue pushing yourself towards more without telling yourself you're not good enough to start with. So it's not punishing yourself and making yourself fixed from being broken or better or anything like that. It's just recognizing that you're already great, but there is always, how about this? You're already great and there's always room for improvement for every single one of us. We are never, quote, there because there does not exist. And for me, continuous improvement takes place in many areas. In my business, for sure. The goals that I had in year one of my business, I chuckle because I know explicitly those goals, but those are certainly not the goals I have in year seven of my business. I am always evolving, and I believe that the goals that I have this year, 2021, in year seven of my business, those are going to be laughable in year 14 of business. So 
It is not that I'm saying, oh, you're one of business, Megan, you didn't do well enough. It's just saying, awesome, you achieved those goals. You hit those milestones. Now there's more out there for you. There are more people to help. There are more lives to impact. There's more information to learn and cascade and spread. It's exciting to think that there's more. So it takes place in my business. It takes place in my health. When I was first starting out on a health journey, it would be an awesome day if I drank only five Diet Cokes instead of six and had one serving of vegetables. And now that is not so much what I'm going for uh, in my health goals. My goals are continuously evolving. And nutrition as a science is continuously evolving, which I love. So I believe totally in 20 years, my diet then will be different than how it is now. I am always adapting and growing. It's different in my fitness, or my goals are different in my fitness. I practice continuous improvement in the way my mind works. And one of those ways that I do that is to always be learning. Learning for me is stretching, is growing, is continuously improving. I have always loved learning from an early age. I was the kid, (laughs) this is probably the nerdiest one minute that will ever happen on Wellness Your Way, hopefully, but bear with me. I was the kid who, instead of playing outside, I would build a fort in my living room and build a pile of books in there and just go sit in there and read all day. I entered a reading competition, I think in kindergarten or first grade or second grade or something like that over the summer. And I was determined to double the amount of books read of the previous summer's winner. So um, that has always been a driver for me, reading and learning and Uh, I just remember continuing the nerdiness here in a great way. I embrace you if you are a fellow nerd. I remember walking onto the campus of Harvard, and I was not someone who grew up wanting to go to Harvard. No one in my family went to Harvard or knew anyone who went to Harvard, anything like that. But I just knew when I walked onto the campus, these people are serious about learning. And that excited me in a way that I haven't really felt in any other physical environment. So I love learning. If I haven't lost you yet, come back to me. I'm getting to something that's applicable to you. Um, I love learning. I love reading. Reading is, in my mind, a great path to keep us engaged, keep our minds fresh, keep us interested, keep us thinking. And generally for me, I split my books between three categories. I alternate between a business or entrepreneurship book, and then a nutrition or health book, and then a personal development book. And then at night, I read a novel because it helps me unwind and kind of get ready for sleep. Um, But during the morning, I rotate between those three categories. However, in 2020, that was an interesting year. So I find myself, I found myself reaching towards much more personal development. When I review the list of books, I read 35 books last year, and usually it would probably be an even split, but the vast majority of the books I read were personal development last year because that is what I needed. Um, So I encourage you to feel out what you need and to read whatever that is. I was reading books on people overcoming tough odds in business or giving tips on how to become their best selves or giving permission to be where you are and feel what you're feeling. 
all of these books helped settle my mind and just made me feel so much better. And today's blog post, the uh, blog post that comes out today, January 12th, 2021, um, will list my top book recommendations for 2021, which comes from the 35 books that I read last year. I'm going to give you a preview. I picked my five top personal development books, and they are Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It, Good Morning, I Love You, Big Potential, Your Second Life Begins When You Realize You Only Have One, and It Takes What It Takes. And I realize some of these titles are pretty cheesy. They range in um, authors from a former CEO to a Harvard psychologist, to a French novelist, to a coach. It Takes What It Takes was written by Trevor Moad, who's a mental coach for athletes. Russell Wilson, the famous quarterback, wrote the foreword. So this is a big diversity of uh, types of personal development books, but these were the five that really hit home for me. And because I could not just leave it to five, I gave seven honorable mention personal development books in that post. I also reviewed some of the business, nutrition, and health books, and I made a list of the novels that I read there as well. So if you're looking for things to read in 2021, please head over to that blog post. I will put a link in the show notes for you, or you can always just go to thelionshare.org, click on blog posts, and it will be the most recent one if you're listening to this soon after it comes out. So uh, that's one way that I find myself always learning, always improving. And I'm often asked how to make time for reading. The truth is I love reading, as I've said. And three years ago, four years ago, I realized I wasn't reading. Like, I probably read four books the whole year on vacation or something like that. And that was sad to me because I love, love, love reading. So I needed to carve out a certain time in my day in which to read. And for me, that is always going to be the morning. If you have listened to earlier uh, podcasts or read my blog, you know I'm big into my morning routine. That is the only time of day that there are very few things that would get in the way. Very few people are asking me to schedule a meeting at 4.30 a.m. And if they did, I would say no. So beware if you're looking for a meeting, it's not going to happen at 4.30 a.m. But getting up that early and spending some time with my meditation and gratitude and reading at the end of that, my favorite part of my morning routine, that's the way I fit it in. So honestly, most days I'm only reading 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night. And then I try to carve out a few hours on the weekend um, and or on vacation to get in more. But even just 10 minutes is a big deal. So I encourage you, if you're intrigued at all by reading, find a time of day, carve out five minutes, carve out 10 minutes and work on your continuous improvement in that way. And now if reading isn't for you for whatever reason, well, first, If just books aren't for you, try audiobooks. Try more podcasts. This one, of course, and others. You you can, of course, learn in multiple ways. Uh, But if reading, learning, something like that just isn't for you, find continuous improvement in another way. I'm going to give you some numbers here because it's pretty crazy. Continuous improvement is so 
powerful. If we commit to getting just 1% better every day, we end the year 37.78 times better. So put this into perspective. Imagine just trying to improve your fitness 1% each day. Let's say you already walk 10,000 steps. That's a lot. Um, 1% of that is walking an extra 100 steps per day. That's basically nothing. 100 steps, for those of us who are fortunate enough to be able-bodied, 100 steps is very little. That's like walking to the restroom in your office or something like that. It's not going to take a significant dent out of your day. So if you could improve or increase your steps by 100 every day, that seems doable, right? But by the end of the year, you've added 36,500 steps to your day, which honestly is too much to be stepping on an every single day basis. So maybe you don't take this one to the extreme. But the point is that adds up to a lot. So imagine trying to make yourself 1% better with the thoughts in your head, 1% more positive or 1% more productive at work or spend 1% less time on social media or 1% less time on emails. These are like a minute change per day. This is nothing, but that does add up. So whatever area this is for you, whatever area that you feel you would benefit from continuous improvement, I encourage you to think about that now. Choose an area, commit to just 1% each day. All right, it's time for some listener Q&A. And the first one comes from Caroline who says, I'm trying to eat more healthily, but cooking isn't quite a reality for me yet. I like that yet, Caroline. There are so many meal delivery services. Do you recommend any of them? Yes, Caroline. I think that cooking at home is always the healthiest, uh, but it is totally possible to eat healthily eating at restaurants and even more health even more possible to eat healthily when you are ordering some meal delivery services if you're picking the right ones. So far and away, my first choice is going to be Territory Foods. I don't know where you live, Caroline. Territory Foods does deliver in Dallas and several other major cities throughout the U.S. I like Territory because they are locally made. They're made by local chefs. They're never um, frozen on a truck for... 18 weeks or anything like that. They're locally made, fresh. They are prepared and then either delivered to your home or you can pick up from a communal location. I find them to be much tastier and much healthier than many of the pickup prepared meal options out there. So I do have a $50 discount code to anyone who wants to try Territory Foods. I will put that in the show notes for you. That's my number one. A couple of others, if you're in Dallas, and I'm not sure if this is a chain or not, but Refuel, R-E-F-U-L, is a great local Dallas pickup option. Home Chef is one that has oven-ready meals, and some of these meals are healthy. Honestly, you have to be careful as some are healthier than others. So if it sounds too good to be true, like, I don't know, fried chicken lasagna or something like that. It's probably not the healthiest, but if you pick and choose carefully, some home chef oven ready meals can be good, uh, can be healthy and helpful. Green chef is another one and sun basket. All of these, I encourage you to use your um, judging eye and choose the foods that would make you feel the best, but those are some great options that I would recommend. 
Next question comes from Dana, and I can't remember, but I feel like I've answered a similar question before. I just get asked this so often, so I'm going to address Dana's question again. She says, I know I need to drink more water, but my intake tends to tank in the winter. Any tips? Yes. First of all, I would recommend setting calendar reminders throughout the day, maybe three or four reminders, 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., whatever times work for you. And be sure that when that reminder goes off, you're guzzling your water, or at least you have finished a bottle or a glass or a whatever by that time. You could also use what I call the rubber band method, which is putting four rubber bands or five or however many um, glasses or bottles you need to drink on your wrist at the beginning of the day. You'll look down frequently, wonder why you have rubber bands on your wrist, and that will remind you to drink. Every time you finish a bottle, you transfer one of those rubber bands from your wrist to the bottle. And of course, the goal is to have no rubber bands on your wrist by the end of the day. Those are a couple uh, tactics or strategies I use to help people remember to drink. But if you're just struggling to actually drink, if you feel too cold or something like that, um, exercise can always help with thirst. Having hot tea definitely helps. And my favorite hot tea, I'm sure you've heard me talk about is Organic India. They have some wonderful adaptogenic teas and supplements, and you can use code MEGAN, M-E-G-A-N, there for 15% off. I will put a link in the show notes as well. And then if it is a um, uh, an elixir or a decaffeinated tea or an herbal blend, uh, Four Sigmatic also has some great options there. And the Four Sigmatic coffees will not count as water, uh, but any of their elixirs or teas will count as water. Four Sigmatic uses adaptogenic mushrooms for their herbal and um, health benefit properties. And you can use code LIONS, L-Y-O-N-S, for 10% off there. I'll put a link to or a link in the show notes there as well. If you don't want one of those fancy things, try just a squeeze of lemon, put a cucumber in your water, put a strawberry in your water, some mint leaves, something like that to uh, enhance the taste a little bit and use that until you enjoy the taste of regular water and then drink up. You've made it to the end of another episode. Congratulations. And now I ask for you to commit to yourself. What is it that you will choose to work on continuous improvement? Is it reading? Is it fitness? Is it positivity in your brain? Whatever it is, if it's books, any format, any genre, any reason for continuous improvement, just pick something and start your continuous improvement process today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Start today. Thanks again for listening, my friends. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week, and I will be right here next week with more content coming your way. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week.
The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.